0: Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out you can actually complement your hodl position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money.
1: Businesses don't want to give away the whole branding of their loyalty programs. Like It is simply the case that a lot of businesses are not going to wholesale replace their points or their whatever they're using with just Bitcoin. But what you can do is peg that sort of loyalty unit of value to something like Bitcoin that actually keeps its purchasing power over time.
0: Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Ian Major, who's the co-founder of Jolts, a Bitcoin company enabling businesses to bring Bitcoin rewards and taproot asset customer incentives into their apps, websites and stores. Ian's also the creator behind All Things Bitcoin, a YouTube channel focused on Bitcoin tutorials and educational content. As you'll no doubt hear in this episode, there was a lot of thinking, a lot of wheels turning going on in the background during parts of our conversation, especially toward the end as we started talking about taproot assets and ways those can be used in businesses. I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts after you hear the conversation as well. If you do. Please feel free to share those comments and a boost on Fountain. And while we're on the topic, thanks to those who have been supporting the show on Fountain in the last week, including Tyler BTC, who was streaming some sats to the show, as well as Hoddle Alvarado, who sent 100 sats, Nick, who sent 222 sats and commented boost. And SW, who sent a thousand sats. I appreciate all those who support the show on Fountain. And once again, if you would like to support the show yourself, you can either stream sats as you listen, or you can send a boost with a comment, which I will read on the show. Now for this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, we're going to McKinney, Texas. The McKinney Bitcoin Meetup is located in the booming suburbs 30 miles north of Dallas, Texas, where they like to say Texas is Bitcoin country. And like all y'all, McKinney believes Bitcoin will continue on its path to becoming larger and more critical. As a result, McKinney Bitcoin's mission is to help the local community learn, prepare, and benefit from the money transition that the world is going through. They do this by helping local people, local businesses, and local charities learn and apply Bitcoin. This is accomplished with frequent presentations for newcomers and literally hundreds of one-on-one meetings with small business owners and local charities. You can find out more about the McKinney Bitcoin meetup on their meetup page, which is down in the show notes below, along with a link to the OSHI app, which you can use to find a Bitcoin meetup near you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Ian right after this business owners unlock the benefits bitcoin has to offer your business with a bitcoin for business quick start guide this 27 page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with bitcoin check it out in the show notes ian welcome to the podcast josh thanks for having me it's a real pleasure i love what you do So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. So you ready for these? Let's do it. When and how did you first learn about
1: Bitcoin? Yeah, it's funny. I think back all the way to 2013, uh, I was a senior in college and I had a buddy of mine coming into my econometrics class just like sweating every day. You know, he's absolutely uh flustered i'm like what's going on he's like oh i'm I'm day trading this bitcoin thing and so that's unfortunate because at the time you know i had this framing of like oh it's this like internet gambling thing so i thought nothing more of it uh which is unfortunate because you know i've generally been a pretty uh kind of freedom oriented you know pro free markets type of person for all my life and so if i had any different lens it would have been uh it would have been nice but that's okay fast forward to the 2017 cycle And, you know, I was one of these guys with a diversified crypto portfolio. Yes, had some Bitcoin, but I had all sorts of other uh, stuff and um, sort of rode that up and down and, you know, and it was fine. But I kind of left that cycle. This is 2018, 2019 now, sort of thinking to myself, like, there is something here and I clearly haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, did the did the work, went down the rabbit hole uh, and finally, kind of came out the other end, recognizing that okay, Bitcoin is special. Bitcoin is unique. It has properties and traits that uh, are unlike any other, you know, crypto asset out there. Uh, and so that's really been the the, the kind of journey since then. Um, I was always uh, entrepreneurially minded. Worked as a consultant for a number of years, and ultimately uh, jumped from from that corporate job and intersected with uh, with with Bitcoin and Joel, as we'll talk about later. But Uh, But yeah, so this sort of
0: winding road that I think many of us take uh, is is how I got to, to this point today. Awesome. Now, what's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood?
1: Yeah, I think maybe this is not necessarily Bitcoin specific itself, but this idea that like fixed supply money is somehow fundamentally incompatible with modern society, I think, is just a huge thing that deserves to be debunked and you know, there's other categories of FUD, there's the environmental stuff, right? But I think all of that is getting addressed as time goes on. What's really sticky, this kind of very sticky mental paradigm for folks, is this fiat, i.e. inflationary monetary paradigm that all of us alive have lived our whole lives in. And so that's going to be like really hard to kind of switch out of. And we're taught in school and, you know, in mainstream media and from, you know, prominent so-called economists that, oh, this idea of a fixed supply money is like simply not a thing that, you know, it's this sort of barbaric uh, relic of a, a, you know, bygone age. And that's simply not true. Um, And I won't, you know, kind of go into all the reasons why Saifedean and folks like that have written about this quite well. Uh, But I would also just sort of challenge ourselves, right? Like, yes, central planners have in many ways initiated that type of system and benefit from it and thus, you know, perpetuate it. But like we're also a part of this um one of the core reasons of why the fiat sort of system is able to be sold so easily is that people are not okay with nominal wage declines right if i'm a laborer back in the early 1900s and hey you know you go from earning whatever 50 cents to 45 cents the next day like even if you're better off on a real basis you're not okay because you're only looking at things on a nominal level. So I would encourage all of us to kind of like look in the mirror. um, And we now have this beautiful thing that is Bitcoin to where we can start, you know, uh, demanding, you know, part of our wage in Bitcoin, or maybe receive, you know, your wage in fiat and turn part of that into Bitcoin and things like that. So, uh, but, but that's a definite area that, that people should explore
0: further if they're not familiar. To that end, Question number three is, what's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? It may be connected to some of what you just said, or it may just be something else that you think is great for people who are just starting out. So what's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I don't want to sh- self-show myself too much. <laughs> uh, but as a, as a side hobby, I happen to run a, uh, a YouTube channel called All Things Bitcoin. I have a playlist on there um, that's uh, intro, intro to Bitcoin. It basically takes you from zero, goes through what is money you know, what is Bitcoin? Why is Bitcoin unique? How to get started, all that good stuff. Um, I've had really good feedback from some of my friends and family on that. Uh, so that is one option. But um, but no, I, I often use um, I often think about like, who is the audience? Like, who is the, who is the person? Because I, I really do think it it is helpful for folks if you're trying to orange pill people, you know, to be pretty individualized. Like the same resource is probably not going to be the thing that gets every single person, uh, you know, to see the light or, or whatever we want to say. And so if it's someone who's maybe like, you know, business and kind of technology oriented, I might throw out some Jeff Booth stuff, Um, his book price of tomorrow. It's absolutely fantastic. If folks listening, haven't read it, I would urge you to do so. I think that can connect in many ways. Like everyone's looking out and seeing all the, you know, the AI stuff. And like Jeff does a really nice job of connecting all of this back to Bitcoin. Um, if they're a little more kind of engineering minded, maybe I might throw out some Michael Saylor, uh, if they like to wax philosophic, maybe I'll throw out some Robert Breedlove. Uh, if they're interested in economics, there's Safidine. Um, and then a nice, just sort of blanket recommendation for everyone could be someone like Andreas Antonopoulos and some of his OG chats. I think you could just type like Andreas, you know, intro to Bitcoin
0: into Google, uh, and and you'll get some great resources there as well. Question number four, beyond Bitcoin, what's a resource, tool, or idea that's been helpful to you or your work recently?
1: Yeah, I've got uh, two quick ones for you. For the business, uh, there's a great book, Good Strategy, Bad Strategy by a guy, Richard Rumelt. Um, and strategy is one of these really like fluffy things, right? Especially in kind of mainstream, you know, fiat land. It's like, you know, it's more of a mission statement. That's the strategy. But, you know, he kind of uh, decomposes that and, and sort of goes into why uh, fluffy sort of statements like that are, are not uh, the compelling business strategy. And um, so for, for and, and particularly for folks who kind of like brush strategy to the side and say, well, like, I don't need, you know, a strategy. I've got my business. I know what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, there, there's always kind of room for improving how you think about your business and how you operate in the marketplace. Um, so that's a great resource, uh, just from a business standpoint. And then personally, I would give a shout out to uh, one of Matt Ridley's books, uh, "The Rational Optimist," which sort of goes through, and the thesis is the core kind of engine and driver of prosperity for humanity is our ability to freely trade. Um, it's a fascinating, fascinating book, and I think back to it often when you know I'm thinking about things like Bitcoin. You know, the degree to which we can facilitate economic transactions, voluntary value-for-value value transactions, the better off we will all be at a, at a society. And I think Bitcoin, in many ways, um, removes a lot of those different barriers. So two, uh, two interesting ideas that have, have uh, inspired a lot of my thinking over the last little
0: bit. So now we have question number five. We call it our arbitrary but insightful question, and is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not?
1: That's a good one. Um, I would have to say, I would have to say, why not? Um, I am a uh, kind of experiment driven at my core. I think that is the only way to discover truth is by trying, failing, learning. Um, And so, you know, thus that lends itself, I think a bit better to to saying why not. Um, So I would encourage people to to try things out. That's the only way you're going to know for sure, right? You can't model out all these complex things. You just got to try it.
0: But here's what truly sets them apart. Veles Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Veles Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future proof your business in the coming age of hyper Bitcoinization, head over to VelesCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Veles Commerce. Let's make sure sure your business thrives in the bitcoin era so ian we're here today to talk about your business jolts rewards i actually found out about you first from your youtube channel that you were talking about earlier and then only later realized that you and the jolts guy were the same guy i appreciate the great content you've been putting out there and i'm looking forward to learning more about jolts today Maybe if you could just share with us what Jolts is and uh, what you guys have been up to in the last, I think, probably like a year and a half, two years since you started. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm the co-founder of Jolts and we're a B2B company focused on Bitcoin rewards and user incentives. So you've got a lot of different uh, Bitcoin reward type things out there um, that tend to be a little more B2C in nature. Um, So you've got things like the fold card. uh, You've got things like Lolly, the browser extension. These are both tools that uh, individual consumers can use to shop online or shop with a payment card and earn some Bitcoin back. And like, that's awesome. The angle we're really taking and the opportunity we saw was, well, as Bitcoin continues this adoption arc, you know, businesses are going to need the tools to be able to bring Bitcoin rewards into their own apps, into their own websites, into their own stores even. And so we've built a suite of tools to, uh, to do just that. Um, we started out beginning of 2023 with our e-commerce plugins. So think of like Shopify stores, WooCommerce stores. Uh, they could go and say, hey, you know, I want to do 5% back uh, on all purchases. So you come in, you make the purchase just like you normally would. And then you get a nice little pop up at the end that allows you to claim a little bit of uh, a little bit of Bitcoin. Or they might say something like, hey, you know, you have to spend at least $50 and then you get the reward. So the merchant has the control around that, um, that logic. And they could run that as like a limited time campaign, they could run it as sort of an always on offer, whatever the case is. So that's where we really started is those sort of e commerce plugins. And then we realized, well, we're never going to be able to kind of Uh, build out a ready-made, out-of-the-box integration for all the different platforms that exist. And so let's create our general purpose API that would allow any entity, regardless of whether you're an online merchant or something completely different, to use our our same technology and our same tech stack. Um, And so we launched that over the summer of 2023. Um, And so we've got a whole range of businesses now uh, using our tools to do things like Referral systems, right? You know, I have an affiliate or a referral system and I want to, you know, enable them to get paid out in Bitcoin. Um, We have, uh, you know, we have some great tools for that. The sort of classic, you make a purchase and you get the reward. But we also have, you know, other customers doing, you know, more creative or doing other creative kind of use cases, um, you know, uh, reward for, like onboarding, you know, maybe there's a particular step in the onboarding flow where a lot of users drop out, you can sprinkle some sats to kind of incentivize them to get over that hump. Uh, Or we have some educational uh, kind of customers who, hey, maybe I want to incentivize folks to complete some sort of educational module or whatever the case is. So like whatever that action is that the business wants to incentivize, um, we try and make it easy for them to do so with our tools. And this is all, as you might guess, um, lightning first because a lot of these rewards are quite small, and so we use, uh, you know, the lightning network, and we have, uh, you know, our infrastructure that takes care of all the lightning node, uh, you know, sort of stuff that that has to go into that. Um, and then most recently, we've been kind of continuing to expand that that set of capabilities. So we've got uh, kind of a cool, like, little reward spinner, certainly inspired from uh, from from Fold. Uh, you know we've taken that to conferences um we've had some of our customers at conferences you know you could basically pull this up on a tablet and so this could also be something interesting for like an in-store experience where someone checks out at your store and then they get the chance to spin the little wheel on the tablet at the end you know something like that Um, and then most recently we've we've also been doing some pretty cool stuff with taproot assets um and you know we could get into that in more detail if it's of interest but for folks who may not be familiar, uh, Taproot Assets is a protocol developed by Lightning Labs. Um, you know, one of the big companies, of course, in the Lightning space behind the LND uh, Lightning implementation. This was formerly known as Taro. If people remember the name Taro, uh, it got rebranded to Taproot Assets Protocol. But this basically seeks to make Bitcoin a multi-asset network and some people may hear that and and cringe and and that's okay uh but there there are some really kind of interesting use cases that people are thinking about things like stable coins you know you look out into the world and see all the different geographies um and and you know people who really value the ability to save in something like the US dollar right some of us may may think well that's crazy but um, you know, the dollar in many ways is the slowest melting ice cube of of the bunch. And so there is a use case there. And we see it in with some of the customers we're talking to in Latin America, for example. You can also do some cool stuff around like, think of like loyalty collectibles. Um, Starbucks, right? I mean, I've learned in my time in my professional life to pay attention when Starbucks does something. Um, and so they launched their Odyssey initiative, which is a Web3 extension of their loyalty program, right? And give um, users the ability to earn, you know, these digital badges that can serve as keys and unlock different access to perks and benefits. And of course they've built this on Polygon because it's so green and wonderful. And so we look at that and we say, well, there should be a Bitcoin uh, based sort of competitor. And what I'm really excited to share, and we can get into some more specifics if it's helpful is that we are now starting to get interest inbound interest from one non Bitcoin companies. Um, a lot of our early customers, not surprisingly, are, are Bitcoin companies. You start close to home, um, and and second, the reason that they are engaging us is because of the sort of built on Bitcoin philosophy. So that's really interesting. But um, yeah, basically, in summary, a whole gamut of loyalty tools. For businesses to bring uh, Bitcoin rewards into their ecosystems, and that can even include things like uh, your own branded token that's backed by Sats. So it could be like you know, I don't know, uh, Ian's flower shop token that could be converted into X number of satoshis. The key thing we need to keep in mind as as in, as you know, just consumers and people in business is that businesses don't want to give away the whole branding of their loyalty programs like it is simply the case that a lot of businesses are not going to wholesale replace their points or their whatever they're using with just bitcoin but what you can do is peg that sort of loyalty unit of value to something like bitcoin that actually keeps its uh its its purchasing power over time so a lot there that we could potentially unpack
0: (laughs) yeah there there is a lot there i do have a lot of thoughts um It's one of those things that I'm I'm thinking as a consumer, I would rather have sats, but I can see the value of you mentioned Starbucks. You know, you have a strong brand and you know that people are going to be wanting to go back to Starbucks if, if you could keep your points in a USD value, so to speak, or if you prefer. have them in in bitcoin terms maybe even that bitcoin will appreciate your starbucks points or whatever so you can buy more coffee i I don't know how a brand would think through that um uh, but i do think that there's whatever happens i think being able to capture the the upward volatility of Bitcoin for the consumer could be really good. That said, you also don't necessarily want your brand to have a negative image because if you know the points were in Bitcoin they went down in value as well. So I, there's a lot of things that I'm just thinking through right now, a lot of potential. Um, a lot of things you you want to be careful about doing as a brand. But I, I could go on for days with just random thoughts that I've had since you've been talking one of the things I think would be helpful for people listening right now is understanding, but first of all, you've explained well the possibilities, but understanding how easy it is to uh, work with, you mentioned the logic of yeah. the rules for the rewards. Um, yeah. Is that, is that something that anyone can pretty easily do, whether it's for, you know, cash or, you know, sats back or something like um, some sort of, reward for completing a, an onboarding, um, education course. Yeah. How easy is that? Because a lot of people are not super technically minded coming from someone who's not super technically minded yeah. and yeah. that can be intimidating or, or a, a pitfall. And so how easy is it to, once you're, once you're using jolts to be able to manipulate it, to give the rewards you're hoping to provide to consumers or employees?
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so it, the, the short answer is we make it as easy as we possibly can. Um, for the e-commerce use cases, so hey, I want to reward people when they make purchases with Bitcoin, that's as simple as adding a little uh, webhook to your Shopify. So yeah, You go in your admin section of Shopify, there's a little you know space where you can put in what are called webhooks. And that just allows you know connectivity between our system and their store, and you know takes ten seconds to add that uh, that line, and that's about it. Um, brands will also we're just getting ready to roll out in January um, a revamped version of a kind of brand uh, dashboard, and so this is going to be their one stop shop where they can uh, they can sort of manage all their rewards, they can change the logic if they want. Right now, they kind of have to like manually tell us and then we change it on the back end and then say, hey, it's it's changed. Uh, but this will allow them to do all that from just a nice, simple dashboard. They can add in some of these other things if they want. Right. They could, do, you know, add in the taproot asset stuff um, if they, you know, if they find a, a need for that or maybe they're doing like purchases now, but they also want to implement a refer- you know, referrals. They could add that in as well. Um, so it's pretty simple in that regard. For more custom kind of use cases like the education one or, um, you know, things that are not necessarily like making a purchase or making a referral, our API is probably the best option for that. And that would require a developer, um, you know, with just a base, you know, basic developer, Uh, we have a GraphQL uh, API that is, you know, pretty easy to work with. It's similar to you know a number of other apis that that developer is probably used to working with and the, and the purpose there is really to abstract away all the kind of bitcoin complexity all the lightning complexity so they don't have to build out a whole bitcoin tech stack themselves they can just use you know our api endpoints to do what you know what they need to um and then we're getting ready to also launch our jolts wallet which will be a non-custodial bitcoin wallet that also supports taproot assets um, and that'll be just a really easy way for businesses to be able to um, mint and create their own Tappered assets, or for individuals to do so, um, and that sort of thing. So we try to make it pretty easy. But um, but yeah, the 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 kind of brand app that's coming out. It's going to be a really, really nice experience for businesses.
0: Some of what you're doing sounds sort of like what MicroStrategy is looking to do yep. with their lightning rewards based off, you know, your response yeah. there. Sounds like that's that's kind of the direction you're thinking. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. MicroStrategy, I mean, we saw that and we were like, okay, okay, we're not crazy, right? You know, someone like MicroStrategy is thinking in a similar vein. MicroStrategy, I think from what we understand to date is, uh, is conceiving of this as Mostly like internal rewards, which is 100% still in our wheelhouse. You know, this idea that, hey, maybe I can reward my sales team for closing an opportunity in Salesforce or something, right? Uh, You know, or closing some sort of deal. Or maybe I can reward internal employees for, um, I don't know, achieving some career milestone, right? Or, uh, you know, I think microstrategy is even thrown around like showing up to meetings on time. You know, you could get like pretty creative with it. And so, yes, that is very much... um, you know, that is very much in line with what we can offer. And in fact, we're in discussions now with a company uh, that's doing some really, really cool stuff as it relates to Bitcoin and like total HR compensation type rewards. Mm. And we would potentially be powering the sort of lightning component of that for some of these like smaller, you know, kind of use cases. So that's, that's absolutely, uh, you know, part of our wheelhouse. And, and a lot of people, when they think about Bitcoin rewards, they have a pretty myopic kind of sense of that of like, oh, it's, yeah, it's me as a consumer making a purchase. I get some Bitcoin back. But if you think about it, Satoshis are like the perfect micro incentive for literally anything that we could kind of, uh, dream up on, on, you know, on the internet or in any sort of digital kind of environment. Um, so it's pretty exciting what's, what's possible.
0: Mm -hmm. So Listeners will be familiar with Swan's Bitcoin benefit plan. We've talked to a few people from Swan about that before. And recently we had Scott Deedles from Block Rewards on here as well. And he's primarily, he's he's based in Canada. And I think uh, Canada and the UK are kind of where he's focusing right now. Will Jolts be able to provide that uh, Bitcoin rewards to employees if they, they kind of like the Bitcoin benefit plan, if that's an interest to a business owner?
1: So we're, we're, I don't think we're going to necessarily focus on like the benefit plan Mm. um, angle. We love Scott, by the way, block rewards is terrific and what they're doing. Um, We would be more of a tool behind the scenes that like a block rewards could use Mm. to um, like, we're, we're probably not going to get involved with uh, like the benefit plan or the compensation type stuff. But for some of those use cases where it's like, Hey, I want to be able to reward my sales members when they complete certain milestones or, uh, reward my employees with like smaller amounts of sats, um, we can be that tool that like a block rewards would use to, um, to do that because maybe they, you know, it's a classic build versus buy type of decision. Maybe they don't want to go and build a whole kind of lightning tech stack for this reward component that they want to do. They can just use what's already built and what we've already built, you know, with, with, with Joel's.
0: Now let's talk a little bit about that taproot assets, a little bit more about this at least. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that businesses are either currently using this or you know, how are they currently using this? Yeah. And if this is still new enough to where you don't have a lot of clients who are using it, what are some of the conversations with either potential clients or current clients who are potentially going to use this taproot assets option in the future? What, what are those like right, right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm so I'm really excited to uh, to share that we have officially signed our, our first uh, customer engagement for Taproot Assets, and even more excitingly, it's a non Bitcoin business. Mm. Um, they are a uh, upscale gym of all things, believe it or not, um, and they have a capped membership. And so um, you know, we have got talking to the gym owner. By the way, this guy has had this idea in his head for some time. I think he uh, stumbled across us in a podcast and was like, "Whoa." We can now do some of this stuff on Bitcoin. Like that was the catalyst that made him reach out to us. And so going back to my earlier point, like that is super exciting. Again, we could debate and argue over whether some of these use cases are good or bad for Bitcoin, but it is simply the we're very market driven. We listen to what customers ask for and, you know, we try and and build those things within reason. So what he's using this for, we're going to be um, helping him create a couple things. One is a branded loyalty token, so this will be backed by Sats. It'll be convertible to Sats. The token itself won't even be tradable or have any sort of market value in and of itself. It'll just be this thing that gym goers can earn when they go and uh, visit the gym. We might do some cool things around like hitting a personal PR. uh, You know, this like playing on this kind of proof of work type of things. There's a lot lot of cool kind of marketing angles there, Um, but they'll be able to. because this gym is a fixed capped membership gym and he sold all these, he sold all the memberships. Um, so it's waitlist only right now. Existing members will have the option to get a collectible that basically serves as their pass, hmm. and it also serves as their ability to earn this token, uh, that they can earn for you know all sorts of reasons. And if effectively, they're earning Bitcoin. But the reason that he has this this token as this sort of middle or as this sort of interface is to be able to introduce it to his members in an easier fashion, right? So that he doesn't have to like get everyone fully up to speed on Bitcoin on day one. Mm -hmm. And this allows them to sort of go at their own pace and move at their own pace. Um, But that's that's one we're really, really excited about. Uh, We've got and we've got others kind of similar like that. Um, but that's one, one kind of really notable example that, you know, I'm pretty, pretty excited about. So you'll definitely hear, hear more about that in in the coming months as we, uh, as we implement that and get it out into the world.
0: So with that particular situation, you said it's backed by sats and I'm curious to know whether or not the token goes up in value along with uh, the Bitcoin price, or is it, Uh, redeemable in sats but maybe floats at like a a dollar value or something like that does that make sense
1: yeah yeah it's not so the token itself like the the goal is not to like have this speculative token that people can you know Mm -hmm. whatever um it's so it's it's purely redeemable for sats and so i think the way we'll probably end up doing it is is having Having two things, you could have the the balance in dollar value of of you know these tokens that you have, and that is simply tracking the price of Bitcoin, uh, because each of those tokens would be convertible for X number of Sats, you know, or you could have it uh, viewed in in Sat terms um, as well. Uh, But it would be like here's X tokens balance, and then maybe in parentheses you'd have like the U.S. dollar value, and it'll just track um, that'll just track the U.S. dollar price of of Bitcoin, given that that is the primary purpose of the token is to redeem it in into bitcoin um and he's also even playing around with some cool like other utility for this collectible that could potentially lock a member in to a price point that they're currently paying right so some some members are paying you know a lower price because they were OGs. they were early on others are already paying a higher price and again because this is a fixed um fixed uh membership concept I had the opportunity to go, you know, visit the facility. It's a beautiful facility. Um, you know, let's say that I move away from that area and I write, like, you know, what do I do? Well, I could potentially sell that collectible and maybe the market rate for the gym membership is like a lot higher than what I have embedded in my collectible. And so you could have someone, uh, be able to, you know, bid on that and I get value from my early loyalty uh, to this gym and helping kind of build that community so like there's some cool things like you know we're not we're not in this to sort of have speculative trading and all this like you know we, we we're really advising our our customers and potential customers like tie some real utility tie some real benefit to this and these assets are, are simply either serving as keys to unlock these different things or they're serving to as as really an interface to make it easier to get people into bitcoin um and and so we're 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 excited to have kind of both pillars uh of what's possible with with these taproot assets in this in this particular client engagement
0: so it is interesting the 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 way that you're using it for this token it makes a lot of sense to me the thing that uh that I like about Bitcoin is its simplicity. Now I say that as once again a non-technical person. You get into the weeds, and there's a lot of very technical things that you could say are um, uh, simple or not. But like you know, like you get into the details, it's still a simple concept. But there all are also a lot of technical things within the world of, of Bitcoin. So I don't want to say that Bitcoin is necessarily simple, but the basic idea of of sound money makes sense. Yeah. What's interesting is like it's not even the the taproot assets it sounds to me like it's the concept of the gym that sounds really complex and one of the reasons i like bitcoin is because i think it it makes a more uh, straightforward uh, market a straightforward world i'm interested to see if if there are business models that are more status focused that that uh, continue to arise in our world it just seems like it, it's it's the gym that seems like it's very complex, not necessarily the taproot assets element. So I'll I'll just be interested to see kind of where those types of things go, because uh, I feel like, you know, at least the people that I know that go to the gym, they want to go to a gym and work out. They want a great experience. It sounds like this gym is an amazing experience, but then you get into like trading your gym membership. Do you think that's the way that the world will increasingly go? Is this a, a trend that you see happening more and more?
1: Yeah. Here's the beautiful thing. I don't know. Um, and I think in
0: many ways, and,
1: and the gym owner, I think would answer in the very same way. Like this is something he wants to do. This is something he wants to offer his members on an opt-in basis, Mm -hmm. right? Like people are going to opt into this thing. They're not going to be, this is not going to be imposed on people. Um, it's not going to be, Hey, we're, we're rendering you incapable of accessing the gym unless you have this collectible thing. Like, so it's. I, I think that's important, right? This all has to be opt in. You can't kind of force this on people. It has to be sort of voluntary. It has to be sort of opt in. Um, and, and you're right. You know, some of these mechanics here, to to you know, some listeners might say like, "Whoa, whoa what the heck?" Um, and so they're they're unique. And I think we're going to see other flavors of these implementations that are a lot simpler. Um, something as simple as just like, "Look, I like the idea of uh, rewarding my consumers." with something that holds its value, or maybe even increases over value over time. Like, that's all I want to do. But I am nervous and or ill-equipped to uh, get all my customers on board with this idea of Bitcoin. And so having some sort of a branded token that is backed by Bitcoin is just an easier way for me to start that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, by the way, later on, like, maybe I do away with the token entirely, because now... The level of awareness and education is there and people are like, well, no, like I like the token because it is backed by Bitcoin. And, you know, Bitcoin preserves my purchasing power, unlike traditional points, which, uh, by the way, lose their value even faster than your fiat melting ice cube in your savings account. A lot of people maybe intuit that, but like haven't done the math. The math is really ugly. So I think you're going to have all the full spectrum of, of com- complex, less complex, I think embedded in your question is maybe this idea of like, are we moving to a sort of web, you know, from a Web two to a Web three loyalty paradigm? And I think there's elements of that. I use the, I put the quotes up because it's you know it's just a cringe term that has been thrown around, and I think uh, you know you know I think been besmirched by lots of, uh, of degeneracy. But I think there's elements of like businesses trying to build communities and having some notion of ownership and and just simply trying to kind of add value and flexibility to the way in which they retain and engage their customers or users like i definitely think that is the direction we're heading um and it is our belief it's our belief that that's the direction we're heading and you know what we want to offer is no matter what your use case is along that spectrum we have a tool for you to do it, and we have a tool for you to do it on Bitcoin in a yeah. way that brings users onto Bitcoin. Uh, another way I like to analogize it is, you know, we always talk about Bitcoin as this life raft. Like there is simply going to be many different ladders through which people are are climbing onto this thing. Sound money is absolutely the number one, but like some of these other things, you know, if we can get uh, pre-coiners or no-coiners at this at this gym to Now be aware of Bitcoin because of this program. You know, I think that's a huge win, and if we can do it in the right way with the right technology, again, not to shade, not to throw shade at something like Ordinals. I think Ordinals has been like a fascinating experiment to watch. But the simple fact is that a protocol like Taproot Assets is much, much more efficient and sort of chain respectful, I might say, right? In the sense that a lot of what's happening is happening off chain, Mm -hmm. and so you're not, you know, bloating the blockchain as much. You know, you're kind of uh, keeping it as pristine as you can. Whatever. Again, we can get into moral arguments over what are better use cases or less good use cases, but yeah, I think I think we are heading in the direction of a more community oriented loyalty paradigm, where consumers are going to consistently crave more value than they're getting now, and more flexibility than they're getting now, and the idea of incorporating Bitcoin rewards as an option to that, I think. Um, I think addresses both of those uh, big pain points.
0: Yeah, and I think as I've been re- reflecting a bit on the question, even during your answer, you've you said some some things that have kind of helped me to to piece together what I was trying to get at, and that is, given that people will always want status, there are always people that will be you know wanting more status and, and brand associations, and and what you own adds to your status, but is the status culture, like I'm thinking shoes, like, you know, collector shoes. Yeah. Is that a symptom of a fiat culture or will it be as prevalent even in like a sound money system? And I don't quite know the answer. My my guess is that it's a little bit connected to a fiat culture. But once again, there will always be people that, that want to have like the, the really cool thing and and um, want top quality, top brands. All, all. So no, no fault to anyone who that's kind of their, their thing. I just yeah. I, I think people try to um, the the connection, the, the desire to have a a top brand, for instance, or like a, a limited edition something or other is yeah. usually not because it's the best thing, but because it can be a, a store of value. People wouldn't say it that way, but that's kind of what gives them or at least gives that item some of its status. So I don't know. It's just it's it's an interesting thing, but I, I appreciate the fact that you're responding to the market. You're trying to say, hey, within this context, how can we uh, introduce Bitcoin to more people, and right. how can we help people have the the best uh, the best uh, value connected to their rewards? So I think what you shared is is really interesting, and I'm I'm interested to see how the flexibility that taproot assets provide how that changes how people are thinking about rewards
1: yeah no 100 and again and again we're we're learning as we go and and um but you know our mission at the end of the day is to accelerate bitcoin adoption in whatever way we can like that if we if we don't do that then we consider ourselves a failure and so to the degree that i I think the really big concept that a lot of people should think a lot of bitcoiners can think about more is how do we cross this chasm like how do we get bitcoin more into the mainstream and it's our belief that rewards is one really powerful vector to do that and what we have noticed in in the market in talking with customers in our past experience you know in some of these spaces is that uh is that there are these different use cases and so um you know how can we build an easy to use set of tools that regardless of where your use case is along that spectrum, you can come in, use it, and get you know some of these people onto Bitcoin either earlier than they otherwise would have been, or maybe on when they wouldn't have otherwise been at all. And so uh, I, you know, you, you you your listeners can can uh, judge us based on based on that, and I'm sure we'll see it unfold over the
0: over the coming months and years. I don't think that listeners are going to judge too harshly. I think a lot of <laughs> business owners. Really appreciate when there are people in the market trying to figure out, Okay, here's a set of tools. How can we most effectively use it for Bitcoiners, increase Bitcoin adoption, but just to to solve problems? And so, yeah, that being said, if there are business owners who have listened to this today and either say like, hey, I want to try out Jolt's Rewards or basic... Bitcoin rewards. I want to maybe try it out along with uh, the help from my developer, you know, trying to see how we can maybe use Bitcoin rewards within the context of the organization for employees. Or if something you've said connected to this gym or other things, uh, a business owner might be saying, okay, there might be something we can do with taproot assets. What do you want people to do as far as reaching out to you or connecting with you on social media or any other ways, whether it's now or in the future? Yeah, 100%.
1: Um, so you can go to Um, We are getting ready to launch our completely rebranded or uh, kind of reskinned website, which will have a lot more uh, a, a sort of better look to it a lot more kind of interactivity where you can play around with different things. Um, but joltsrewards.com and you'll see a number of different kind of contact us. Uh, buttons that you can certainly um, use there. You can also find me on Twitter. It's Ian underscore underscore Major. Uh, so you can drop me a DM there. I would love to hear from you. And uh, as you rightly said, Josh, it's it's the full gamut. We do you know we work with um, we work with you know small uh, Bitcoin businesses, e-commerce uh, businesses, you know selling Bitcoin apparel, selling uh, you know uh, hardware wallet resellers, um, you know all the way up to kind of the the, the more sort of uh, fanciful use cases that we've talked about. so yeah anything in between reach out we would love to hear from you and I'd, I'd be happy even just to bounce some thoughts and
0: uh, share what we've what we've learned so far. Excellent. well Ian, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Ian, you can find those links down in the show notes. And if you think jolts would be really interesting for your business, check them out as well. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn Sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today